0: Kings kids combos. Kings kids King's combos. Kid combos. Kings kids combos. Hey hey, you guys! Welcome back to another episode of the Kings Kids Combos podcast, where we have one big combo about living for Christ in the culture today. Of course, I'm your host Abby Jolie, and in spite of the little. Glitch intro I had last intermission is what I called it. I am really back with an episode, a full episode, I'm hoping for you all, and a satisfying and filling one at that. So, just to do a little recap last time you listened to me, at least I hope the last time, um, I was in the middle of an intermission. I did not have a full episode for you guys, but Many people might ask, well, if you didn't have an episode, then why did you put something out? But it wasn't an episode because I just needed to get something off of my chest and it did not need all of the theatrics, excuse me, the theatrics that come with the episode. Not saying that theatrics are unnecessary or, you know, fluff, but it just needed to be said. And now I am adding on the theatrics for this episode so we can kick it off with the theme music and the fun and the everything. So I'm picking it back up and I delight in uncovering what goes on in my faith journey because one of you or all of you listening has gone through exactly what I've gone through, is going through it right now, or definitely will. So dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this episode. I just pray that you would use my voice to get straight to the point. I pray that you would make the words that I speak and the wisdom that you've given me that I am now conveying to the audience, I pray that you would make it clear and comprehensible to them. I pray that you would allow that to touch them and penetrate their hearts so that there can be real transformation for another believer who's listening right now. So Holy Spirit, fill this room, fill this episode, and fill the space of the one who is listening. So it is in Jesus name I pray. Amen. What is a believe it when I see a believer? I stay coining a term on this podcast or just in general when I'm speaking among the lines of my podcast, I tend to coin some kind of term. So being a believe it when I see a believer that is the title of this episode. And honestly, it was not the title of this episode for a really good minute, but I ended up changing it and then throwing the question that I normally pose somewhere in it. So you're gonna have to listen out for it. But what is a believe it when I see it believer? Basically, your girl was guilty of being one of them. When you are a believe it when I see it believer, I'm instantly thinking of if you guys watch that so Raven and Raven had an enemy that was played by Adrian Balon and her name was Alana. And she had these two sidekicks in their little mean girl group. And one of the girls would speak for Alana, Adrian Balon's character and be like, she'll believe it when she sees it. And I feel as though that I coined this term because I realized that it was reflecting kind of how I moved in my faith. I, Was only believing God or claiming that I believed God and everything that He can do and His might, mightiness, and His glory and His power after I saw the glorious works, after I saw the wondrous things He could do, after I saw the miracle. And the truth of the matter is, is that's not what faith is. Faith is required, it is the foundation. Hebrews 11.1 in the TPT version, one of my favorite versions of the Bible. Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire things. So it's kind of crazy if when it's all said and done, you say you had faith the whole time, but you didn't have the faith setting and laying the land at the beginning. Believe it when I see it, believers end up viewing God as their genie and end up also getting very frustrated when things don't come to pass the way they ask God to have them happen or the way they ask God to just do it. And this is a no judgment zone. I am sharing this because I happen to have struggled at least at one point with being a believer when I see a believer. The problem with seeing God only as your genie or only as a God who can do these things and do this thing and cancel this person is you will end up being a very disappointed believer. You'll be a very disappointed believer because you will walk around thinking that you can have anything you want when you want it and you end up becoming very selfish looking to God as if he answers to you. John 14 verse 13 and 14. You can ask for anything in my name, says the Lord, and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. And this is in red. So if you don't know, if it's in red in the Bible, Jesus said it. So that is the verse. But a a challenger or a rebuttal or the opposing side of my podcast might say, so if God's not going to do exactly what I want, does that make the verse false and my requests to the Lord null and void? Now, I want to intervene and say that challenge the Word. Challenge the Word of God. Meditate on it. Annotate. Investigate it. Dissect it. Break it down. Challenge the Word. God's not afraid of your challenge. It's very much okay to do that. But just know that Jesus is always right. And even in your misunderstanding, even in your misinterpretation, there is no such thing as the word contradicting itself. Because I tell you right now, you will have one verse that you think is pitting against another verse. And then somewhere out there, whether you know it or not, there's a third verse that clears up all the confusion. Should I even tell God my dreams or hope for anything if there's no guarantee he'll do exactly what I desire? And that takes me to Ecclesiastes 11, one through five, which is a lot to unpack. But it says, send your grain across the seas and in time, profits will flow back to you. But divide your investments among many places for you do not know what risks might lie ahead. So I interpret this in the conversation of dreaming as dream how you want to dream. There's an opportunity that presents itself. Take it. Don't become your own hindrance. It says, for you do not know what risk may lie ahead, but you also don't know what blessings will come ahead. You do not know how God will use an opportunity or a chance you took or a prayer that you may have expressed to him and bless you. The next few verses say, when clouds are heavy, the rains come down, whether a tree falls north or south, it stays where it falls. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. I interpret this as if you continue to wait for this quote-unquote perfect time to do it, this perfect time to pray about it, or you get spiteful and withhold your prayers and your dreams and your desires from the Lord, you'll never be able to see anything come to fruition. If you're a believe it when I see it believer and you're always waiting for it to occur, that very exact thing that you're waiting for, you may never see. And it's because you're too busy getting caught up in your own plan. And aside from that, you can also, because it says, farmers who wait for the perfect weather may never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. The clouds will ultimately become your God. Anything that is man-made will become your God. And belie- being a believe it when I see it believer, you know that might be you waiting on the Lord and you only praising him when you see it. But on the other hand, you can also be caught up in only trusting in factors, corruptible, man-made, temporary factors to determine your fate when that's not ultimately who's in control. 2 Corinthians 4.18 tells us that things that are seen are temporary and things that are unseen are eternal. Watching things play out in the natural and then claiming to have faith at the end It doesn't give you any more insight into God's plan. It doesn't make you feel any more comfortable at the end of your day. You don't get this download that you really, really desire by watching everything play out, by having a strategy for everything. Then there's no need for faith. There's no need for faith at all if you can plan out every single step. And that's hard because I've learned that the hard way. I have been convicted when something came to pass that ended up blessing my life, that ended up turning out right, something that I was completely worried about the whole time. And I said to myself, "Ooh, I'm so glad I have faith. But I hadn't really defined that correctly. I challenge you to redefine faith, stir up a pot of expectancy, as my girl Zipporah would say, and focus on what is not seen. And I'm just going to go ahead and read verse 5 in Ecclesiastes 11 while we're at it. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 5, just as you cannot understand the path of the wind or the mystery of a tiny baby growing inside its mother's womb. So you cannot understand the activity of God who does all things, who does all things, but also has your best interest at heart. And clearly I should have just said I was going to read the whole chapter of Ecclesiastes because that's just how good the, the Bible is and Honestly, just how well this supported my points. But verse six, in the morning, sow your seed. And in the evening, do not withhold your hand. For you do not know which will prosper, either this or that, or whether bulk, both, excuse me, alike will be good. oh what that verse for me really does, it is a, it establishes the hope that the Lord wants you to have. It's okay to have hope. Lately, I've also been kind of seeing this like messaging on social media that's been like, I'm mastering the art of detachment and people not hurting my feelings. And I, I, I want to just say it. I want to make it very clear. There is nothing noble. There is nothing cute. There is nothing worth merit for saying that you can handle all of the punches and throws that life and people throw at you. I think where people go wrong when it comes to having expectancy and they get let down a lot is, of course, what happens is they have hopes for something, they get let down a great deal of times, so then the next time they have hope, it just seems like it's going to go the way it's always gone, which is down. And I think taking a look back at the chapter of Ecclesiastes 11 is a really good place to find the remedy to that issue because... While it says, cast your bread upon the waters, you know, sow your seed in the morning, all of these things. It's saying, have hope. It's saying, go ahead and do that. The thing about having faith is you have to, you have to have something to have faith about. You have to dream. You have to hope. You have to have expectations. You have to use your imagination. That's where faith comes in. You can't just say, oh, I'm having faith. You got to think about, what am I actually having faith for? And the thing about people letting you down or things not coming to pass that you were having faith for God for is if it doesn't work out, so what? A no should not be so detrimental to your spirit and your faith. Let a no be, hey, this is just not where God wants me to go. And if you find yourself being a believe it when I see it believer, and I guarantee you If you're listening, you have been that person at one point or you are right now. And let me tell you, it's okay. But if you find yourself being cognizant of being a believe it when I see it believer, I want you to think about what you're hoping for and then say, I'm going to have faith about this. I think when you establish a sentence, a goal, and really establish it, not just you know, you're writing it down because, you know, some for, for some people that puts things more in stone for them, but establish it in your heart, establish it in your spirit. I'm having faith for this. And when you say it out loud, write it down, speak it to someone else, more importantly, lift it up to the Lord, you are saying, you know, God, I'm trusting you for this. You are claiming your identity in Christ. You're claiming who you have faith in. And more importantly, you're doing a, a form of worship. You are worshiping God and you're praising his name. And that is what he wants. So, just getting back, I remember I was on Instagram and I saw Priscilla Schreier. She's a powerhouse speaker. She's a powerhouse speaker. Please look her up. And she was talking along the lines of the focal verse for this episode, which is Psalm 37, verse 4, which says, Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. So, she was speaking along those lines. And basically, the couple takeaways that I got from the 60 second clip were that God gives us the desires that line up with his will for our lives. But the verse says, he'll give us the desires of our hearts. So I understand that there can sometimes be this, this fuzz around, well, these are my desires and why wouldn't God fulfill them for me? But Priscilla Shirer, she says, said it so beautifully. So she, she said that he only gives us the desires that line up with his will. And she so beautifully introduced a conversation into something called sanctification. And when you're probably talking amongst your friends um, about Jesus, if if you're just having those conversations like that, um, you'd most likely use the word transformation. Lord transformed me. He has been working in my life. I've become anew. And that is the process of sanctification in which God is stripping you down completely naked, heart, mind, body, and soul. And molding you like the clay that you are into who he wants you to be having a heart like his being generous being filled with all the fruits of the spirit and that is what sanctification is so when the scripture says god will give you the desires of your heart well during that sanctification process is exactly when your heart will start to become more like christ and then suddenly If if you've had this experience, please let me know because I've had this experience when suddenly you're no longer desiring certain things of the world. When suddenly you like this scripture, you like going to church, you like praying, and you may have thought that you would have never enjoyed those things. That is what the scripture is saying. The Lord isn't just going to give you anything you want because. A believe it that would be a believe it when I see it type move that would be a believe it when I see it type type thought process looking at God as a genie no God wants to make sure oh your heart's in the right place and the truth of the matter is which I'm really glad um Priscilla Strive she talked about this is that and it won't be some strain when you do things that are pleasing to the Lord and your desires align with his desires From the outside looking in, you can believe that it's going to be so hard for my thoughts to mold in with his thoughts. It's going to be so hard for the way I see my life, for me to see it like he wants me to see it. But the truth is, is when God really transforms you, when you really are in the thick of that sanctification process, there's no strain. It's a process, yes, but there isn't going to be a strain. I hear a lot of people and they're talking like follow your heart and the more I get in my word you know I hate when people say that follow your heart because listen listen Jeremiah 17 9 definitely says the heart is deceitful above all things who can know it who can know it in other words you don't know what you don't know about yourself because you are always subject in your mind to carnality you're not overtaken by it I don't want to scare you your your flesh is weak, but your spirit can be willing. You are not overtaken by it, but your flesh will always be a factor. This is why you may hear the term deny yourself daily or die to yourself daily. Your own heart will lie to you in a moment, which means that what you want in a moment doesn't always consider the big picture. In fact, I I, I promised you probably 99% of the time, 99.9% of the time you are, are not thinking full circle you're not taking everything into consideration and that's another reason why we need to be completely dependent on the Lord because right the whole point of you asking for something in Jesus name people after they pray they say and it's in Jesus name we pray amen the whole reason why you're asking for it in Jesus' name is because you want his hand over it you want his blessing you want his permission you want it to go his way so If we're always saying, in Jesus' name, after our prayers, and then we want things to be taken into our own hands, we want to work everything out, we want to have our strategy put into play, then we're just having a bunch of conflicting conversations with the Lord and with ourselves. So, are you thanking God? I'm sorry, I don't like to say you. Let's just go ahead and say we, because... We all go through these things together. Are we thanking God for what he's done or for who he is? You can really end up only praising God for all that he's brought you through, all that he's brought to you, without acknowledging his holiness at all. I've always, on the podcast, wanted to do some sort of intro into the question, what does it mean to have faith to believe? Because for a lot of people, it's really hard to put hope in someone um, God, he's divine. It's really hard to put hope in somebody who you've never seen. And that's just, the whole, that conversation is called the mystery of God. It's a topic that often gets misconstrued. So look out for something like that. But case in point, you can have faith because of what you've seen God do in other people's lives and, and around you. But that can't be the only reason you have faith at all. So I'm saying, yes, praise him in advance for what he will do, what he's already done, what you imagine him doing. Oh, yes, do all of that. But there will come a point in time where after you've had your moments of gratitude towards the Lord, after you've listed the 10 things of the day that he's done for you and all that, you realize that even if he didn't do any good thing for you, he's still a good God. Some of you believe that but you don't feel that. So then you don't think you believe it. And you're like in a whirlwind full of your own emotions and head thoughts. Like, do I think he's a good god? And this is what this episode's meant to do. It's meant to give you a little, some time or at least a space to evaluate where you're at with that. So my advice and at least the The wisdom that I can give based upon what the Lord has told me is learn about your God. Learn about Jesus, his character, his mercy, his goodness, because there's no, there's no quote unquote good worship meter like, oh, this is right. This is doing right. But there's a ton of instructions in the Bible, a ton of things that say, do this, do that. This is what pleases the Lord. And this is what doesn't please the Lord. And that's how we measure how we give our praise. But regardless, he deserves praise all the time for everything. If it's wisdom you desire, ask. If it's answers you desire, ask. If it's a bigger imagination that you desire, please ask him. In James 3.13, it definitely says the Lord gives wisdom generously without reproach, which means without shame, without um, condemnation. Ask for all of these things and he will not hold them back from you. Or it's also in James one five as well. Um, but there will come a time in your worship life, y'all. There will come a time in your worship, which it should be your life because our life is supposed to be worship, or just in your faith journey where you will just begin praising God because something in you knows that he should be praised. It's that behavior comes from wisdom. It comes from experience with him because if you've ever had an experience with him, you know, oh, I can feel that again. He, He really is who he says he is. That type of worship comes from having a deep reverence for the Lord. It comes from having respect for God. And that's when you not only thank him for what he's done, but you also are just thanking him for who he is. Many times when you're, if you've ever been in a worship session or ever just been in praise and worship on on a regular Sunday at a church, you'll notice people, they're crying, they're falling out, they're on their knees, they're worshiping and they're praising. and they could be thanking God for healing their grandmother, healing their mother, healing their body, getting them out of situations and all this other stuff. But there just comes a switch, I feel like, in your worship where after you thank him for all that he's done in your life, you're like, wait a minute, you're just a good God and you deserve my praise because it is owed to you. When you respect someone, you just know they're owed praise, they're owed the accolade they're owed the laud which i just learned new vocabulary, okay um it's, it just means praise and applaud and that's what you should be doing towards the lord so if you have found yourself just being a believe it when i see it believer if you've just found yourself struggling to have faith because we all have had it at some point in our faith journey this is also when the keyboard plays but in all seriousness i really just want to pray for you Um, I want to pray for you in depth. So, um, dear Heavenly Father, I pray for those who want to serve you. I pray for those who have a heart for you, who have a heart that's on fire for you, and who want to wholeheartedly worship you and serve you for who you are, and not just for what you can do for them. I pray for those people who are hoping for things, that faith is becoming their foundation, and that their eyes would be open to see the goodness and holiness of who you are. I pray they are striving to be more like you. I pray right now that the people who are listening, that you are right in this moment, changing their desires, changing their goals and ambitions around, having their hearts do a full 360. I pray that you are elevating and changing heart postures to look more like yours in Jesus name. Lord, I thank you for all my dreamers. I thank you for all my obedient dreamers. I thank you for all the people who are just trying all the, all the children, all the believers, all the king's kids who are just trying to have faith, who are trying to believe, take that itty bitty ounce of hope and vigor that they have left inside of them and allow it to manifest in an abundant and amazing way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So this was an exciting episode because I had done the... The legwork I had done the the written work in my Bible etched in stone before I even began writing the script for this episode. So I appreciate any and everyone who feast their ears on my stuff and I have recently been told by a bunch of different people that they have been listening to my podcast, which has just absolutely blessed me. Um, but don't forget to follow us on IG at KingsKidConvos to engage in more convos and receive some encouragement as always. Do not forget that God has a plan for your life beyond your wildest dreams. And if you want to interact with the page, leave a review, give some feedback, or simply call me in the middle of the day, feel free. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And I am so grateful for the support beyond beyond your belief. I am so, so grateful for it. So I will see you guys in next week's episode, when another one drops on Friday. And until then, be blessed. Bye.